Thank you for tuning in to the Beyond the Check Service Industry Podcast. If you're enjoying what you're listening to and all my amazing guests have to offer, please consider supporting the show by subscribing to our Patreon. The link is at the bottom of the descriptions. All donations go to support our ability to continue to bring you fun and informative content. We can never do it without support from the listeners like you. So thank you. I appreciate you all. And without further ado. Whatever. You look beautiful, though. You look beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Feeling good. (laughs) Can't complain. Everything's good. Awesome. Let me um, make sure I say your name nice. right. So, so nice of you to reach out. And uh, yeah, this, I love talking to people about like sex, food, rock and roll. That's my thing. You know, the sex, uh, SFR&R Inc. Hell, we're going to we'll, rock and roll. We're going to sex, <laughs> sex, food and rock and roll it today then. Uh, let me make sure I say your name right. Giovanina? Giovanina. 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 You know, those Italian names, there's a lot of syllables, and everybody tries to pronounce each one. But, but you can kind of smooth it out. Giovanina. Giovanina. <laughs> Bellina. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Bellina. Author of, oh, no, where did my notes go? Uh, their cookbook's called um, Cooking with Flavor Bombs. Cooking with Flavor Bombs, yep. And you got two websites, uh, flavorbombs.net and sexfoodandrockandroll.com. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Actually, I, I wait a second. Cool. Yeah. Here's the cookbook. All right, there's the cookbook. Yeah. Nice. This is just so exciting to actually get a cookbook, a publishing deal. It was a real, you know, it wasn't self-published, so it was you pretty exciting. It. We're going to talk all about that. I'm going to go ahead and start this thing. That sounds good. All sounds right, good. let's do this. <clears throat> Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Check Service Industry Podcast. I am Rashawn Parker, and we're going to talk about all things service industry-related food or whatever the hell else we feel like talking about. But before we start doing that, if you haven't, please go watch my television series, Beyond the Check Worker Owner Edition, where I go hang out with super awesome chef owners, find out about their lives, the history of the restaurant, and of course, we cook up and try some of the best dishes they have to offer. Now streaming on Amazon Prime and 2B TV, Fox's 2B TV, it's free TV. Go watch my show. I have a fantastic guest today. She is an author. She loves food. She loves rock and roll and sex. I didn't think I don't think I put those in the right order. I believe it's sexfoodandrockandroll.com is where you can find my fantastic guest Giovina Bellino. Did I say it right? Well, hello. No, Joe 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 uh, Geo, <laughs> stick with Geo. Geo, Geo Bellino. There, there you go. I know it's. Uh, <laughs> Hello, actually, it, I'll let you in on a secret that really my name is Jovanina Jennifer, as my middle name. But most of my life, I went by Jennifer because you know back in the '60s there were no Jovaninas. Now you could be anything, and everybody's, everybody's cool with it. But you see, like. <laughs> It's a tough name to pronounce sometimes. When you're looking uh, at it, only when you're looking at it. Like if I I wasn't looking at it, I think I would have said it fine. But I like looked down as I tried to say it and I was like, and I tried to pronounce the syllables again. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of syllables in there. Yeah. A lot of syllables. But uh, it's a pretty name though. It was my grandmother's name. Oh, lovely. Pretty name. People mess up my name all the time. So well, your name is very interesting too. Yeah, it's an unusual name. I get everything: Rashan, Rahan, Rashid, Rahib, Rahan. You name it, I've been yeah. called it. But if you, yeah, you just have to say it I fast, bet. like Rashan, it's like rush on, right? It's fast. <laughs> I had a, yeah, it's a toughie too. I had a, I, I did theater all through high school, and four years of the same t- teacher, right? And I was Rashan, Rashan. And for four years, and she'd get corrected by like my classmates. They'd be like, Mrs. Boer, it's Rashawn. And she'd get it right like twice. And then it was immediately back to Rashawn. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's an interesting name. Yours too. So uh, you do lots of fun things. You wrote a cookbook uh, a while that we'll just dive right into that. How did you, how'd you get your cookbook published? Well, I got the cookbook published. Uh, I got a phone call one day uh, with a publisher saying that they thought my product line, it actually stems from a product line I developed and had in supermarkets called Flavor Bombs. 
Yeah. And what they are are cooking bases uh, that really developed from my love of gardening and making pestos, as a lot of Italians, a lot of people do. Anyone who gardens makes pestos from their different herbs, whatever. So I made various pestos. I then even started with like the onion and garlic. And because if you're Italian, most of what you make starts with onion, garlic, parsley, basil, and olive oil. A lot of things start with that, (laughs) which is basically called a sofrito, which is also popular in the Spanish cuisine. They have a sofrito. Pretty much almost every culture has a sofrito, uh, which is, stands for like slowly fry or things like that. A little composition of your base ingredients. That's your building block to whatever you're going to make with. So like in America, uh, so I, we do like the onion, carrot, celery. Thing. That's that a mirepoix, basically, that's, that's which mirepoix. I think originated in French. And then in the Cajun cuisine, it's the Trinity, which is um, celery, onion, and green pepper instead of the carrot. Ah. So it's quite across the board in all cultures, which I found you know, really interesting. So I did my basic Italian uh, with the pesto, the onion, and garlic. Then I, I branched into a sage which was like my favorite. It just smells like Thanksgiving sage with uh, shallots and pecans and, uh, and shallots. Yeah, shallots, really nice. And then I did, a, I did the mirepoix, the carrot, celery, onion with butter. So I had a line of five products that I marketed um, from- nationwide and got in stores. Very uh, cool. And then that well, How did of, you do that? How did you do that? That was a it was. You, you know, it started you, in farmer's markets. Yeah. I loved the farmer's market thing. I was making them at home, putting them in little, um, those little cup containers that you get little food in and um, selling my wares at farmer's markets, which was really great. And I'd make samples of dishes you could make with it. And people loved tasting and all that. And then from there, I said, you Brilliant know what? marketing. You're like, eat the food with it. And they're like, oh, well, I guess we'll have to go home and make this now. <laughs> exactly and you know so it started with the product like yeah you like this meatloaf I made it I started making turkey meatloafs mostly because that used a couple of the different flavors and uh, being Italian you do the beef pork and veal usually but um, to be more palatable to a larger variety of people I went with the ground turkey and I'll tell you when I would do demos in store they'd run out of ground turkey <laughs> it was because people loved the flavor of it. And I had recipe cards made up and all of that. And, uh, Just- and it was great. And I got with distributors. It was a lot of work. Um, then, you know, when moving into a professional kitchen, I started renting space. This is a good tutorial for anyone who's planning on doing this kind of thing. I got my food handler's license. I sent my recipes to the Cornell Institute to make oh. sure everything was right because now you're packaging something now too. So how does what does Cornell do to help they you out? They test your process and make sure it's sort of legit and um, that kind of thing. I don't think they – I don't know like if they worry that much about Shelf stable and all that? I'm sorry? Like shelf stable and all that? Uh, yeah, mine was actually a frozen product, oh. um, which is a tough product yeah. to sell. Yeah, you got freezer space, huh? I got freezer space. Impressive. Which wasn't easy and expensive <laughs> and not very profitable at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, the food industry, we all love food and we all love restaurants, which I know is also a tough business but boy that food industry and trying to sell in a big spot store, store yeah and i got it in a couple of hundred stores all over nice. but now you're at the mercy of the distributors and they didn't necessarily do the right thing at all you know when you've got like you're sending pallets to them of product and they're not getting it in the stores for you for grand openings and things of that nature. And, and were they keeping that. it frozen or were they just letting it go bad? Well, no, they kept it in freeze. It was frozen and it didn't go bad, but um, why didn't you get it to the store that was opening, you know, a grand opening? I promised them they'd have it there. They loved my product. I'd go to, um, I'd, I started doing the fancy food show at the Javits Center 
I even did one in um, uh, Frisco, San Francisco, uh, which was really a blast. So I was out there. I was out there. You got to go have some fun on the road. Had fun on the road. A lot of fun on the road. <laughs> yeah, it was it was the perfect thing to do as an empty nester with my husband. Oh, you guys got to go uh, do so that together? You we gotta- did it together. We, he, yeah, it's like sort of semi-retired, so he kind of had fun with it and <laughs> did invested, you know, the, the bigger bucks in it for me. Had a beautiful Good package. Good man. I Good still man. have the website. What's, uh, his, what's, yeah. his, what's his name? His first name? Michael. Michael. Thanks, Michael. Shout out you're, to Michael. You're, you're yeah. a good man, sir. Yeah, uh, he is a good man and uh, supported me. And uh, but it, you know what? It reached a point with the stores and the distributors and the things, and um, it just being very difficult to manage. And I kind of pulled the plug, which might not have been such a bad thing, since who knows where it would be right now with stores. It's it's a tough, you know, it's tough. One of the things that I learned is if you're a small fry and you get out there in the big boy world and everybody loves it and you're getting orders. I mean, every buyer loved it. My first order was like a $65,000 order with distributors, but I wasn't ready for that. I really wasn't. But you, I you, you just to. got out of the garage, right? <laughs> it was, yeah. I mean, I was, well, I did have, I made a beautiful product because I found a co-packer right here on Long Island. Uh, so I found a, a, a company that had a big commercial kitchen and I was there, I was local. So I was there with my team. We'd make the product. So as far as making the product, I, I supplied the demand, but at the store level, and then I got in King Cullen, they went out of business. I got in Worldbounds, they went out of business. I got in ShopRite, they went out of business. I got it. Yeah, I haven't even heard of those stores in years. You haven't heard of them in years, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Oh. I'll drink to that right now. Man, cheers. <laughs> and then the phone rings one day, and I get the call um, from a publisher saying, you know, we think Flavor Bombs could be a really cool cookbook. I said, Absolutely, I'm on board. Now, I had five flavors. They said, the only thing is we'd like at least a dozen flavors I mean, to make it an interesting book. So that's when I did my research and I learned all about the Serpengrün, which is the German sort of flavor bomb that stands for soup greens. With It's got caraway and um, carrot and leeks and delicious I made a Spanish sofrito. I made a, a Thai. Uh, then I played around and did like a Texas, um, you know, little Texas heat bomb and oh, uh, yeah. all, all different right. flavor bombs. Really nice. It was a lot of fun. It was, it was a lot of work. And, uh, and then they asked for a smoothie bomb. And I said, no, that I, I'm not a smoothie f- person i'm really not <laughs> bacon and eggs i'm not eating a green smoothie uh, i just i, I don't really like the don't. green smoothie huh not a green drink lady huh no i'm not no i'm really not i i, 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 I make really a fruity pebbles you are i make a fruity pebbles so fruity I, 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 I say that because it looks like fruity pebbles in the glass but like carrots uh, kale apples strawberries sometimes raspberries uh, just yeah fruit color blueberries you know, whatever and then by the time it's all blended, when you look, it's green, but like it's got all these little pieces and it looks like fruity pebbles, yeah. all different little colors from orange right, and red right. and pink and then, yeah. So, and it tastes good. It doesn't, t- I don't put crazy things in my smoothies like beets or yeah. stuff that makes it taste bad because I want to enjoy my smoothie. You want to enjoy it. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And um, like my, my husband makes a smoothie every morning. He I buy a 30 pound box of frozen blueberries I have out in the freezer in the garage uh, because you'd be surprised how many blueberries you go through every day when you're making. And he puts oatmeal in it. So I started making oatmeal bombs. <laughs> I make a big pot of oatmeal. I put it in ice cube trays and freeze it, pop them out, put them in the freezer. And now he throws that in there. Um, he huh. puts kiwi. That's a fun trick. The protein powder, a chocolate protein powder, chocolate almond milk. So you see. It's good. You by default somehow. Good, see. Ended up making a smoothie bomb, so even though you didn't want to, <laughs> I, I ended up making a 
bacon. Well, it's an oatmeal bomb to use in a smoothie. But see, when I taste his chocolate smoothie, I want it with my cheeseburger, like as my, <laughs> I want like my cheese, like it tastes like a shake. Right. It tastes like, a, you know, like give me a, give me a chocolate shake and a burger. Like uh, that's how I want to eat it. To just French, have that. Dip some French fries in it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I'm funny. I just am not, I'm not a liquid. Uh, when I eat, I like to eat. But anyway, so I, I <laughs> Touché, published darling. the Touche. <laughs> 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 so the cookbook is is a joy. It's a really a cool book. People get a lot of good ideas from it. You're the you. Um, I wrote down you are the master of bases. Yeah, there you go. You're the you're, ace you know, of base. There is the ace of base, right? Base. But but well, oh, yes, yes. I think it's already yeah, taken. See up. how rock and roll ties in. Uh-huh. Well, how is that for a Boom! You all right? <laughs> Let's get to rock ace of base. Leading into rock and roll. What do you do on your website? Sex, drugs, and uh, or sex, drugs, sex food. Sex well, food. well, it became <laughs> sex food because and I utilized my food addiction by like coming up with that idea. Actually, I don't have a drug addiction, but I kind of have a food addiction. And um, it works. It's, it the works. website, Sex Food Rock and Roll, is so old school. If I tell you, it's like it was built like piece by piece back in the day. It, you know, I was just a happy housewife and the internet happened and I was like, oh, I could do a website and, and just express myself. And that's what I did. And I found a guy who was our computer guru kind of geek and he built this website with me. So when you go on Roadhouse Blues plays, uh, I probably yeah. get in trouble for that, I guess. I don't know. And, yeah, I think you're it's right. just, and my daughter's a drummer. I have a daughter who's a drummer, a professional drummer. Uh, with a band right now called Life of Agony, big following. They're going back on tour, and she's played with Jeff Beck and really? DMC. She plays with, and um, I saw her play with uh, Richie Sambora in London about five years back. So, who's uh, happier about this, her or you? Well, <laughs> I'm the mother, so I'm I'm happier, and I brag about it, but. Uh, <laughs> It's it's just a pretty cool thing, and I you know That's I just remember the yeah it it was very cool. I mean, not many daughters, you know, when they're like thirteen, you know, it's like, mom, I want to play. You know, I says, what? She said, drums. I said drums. <laughs> so we rented a set for a year, and then uh, I realized her drum teacher said, you know, your daughter really can play. She's like really playing. She's good. It wasn't a fad. You didn't need, you can buy the actual set now. You don't have to rent anymore. Yeah. I bought her her first set for her confirmation. And since then she's bought multiple sets. And of course there are a lot of them have been stored at mommy's house and daddy's house for years. But um, yeah, she's uh, pretty cool. She's, she's probably, uh, you know, one of the coolest daughters you could have, I guess she's, and she's great. And she puts herself out there and a hard worker and, um, yeah, so it's fun. What was her favorite thing for you to make her when she was a kid? Um, probably chicken cutlets and eggplant parmesan. Yeah, right. Yeah. But she's a great cook. She's a good cook too. She did Christmas Eve this year. I was very proud of her. Because okay. I redid my kitchen. She did the seven fishes, you know, we do the seven fishes. Oh no, tell me about the seven fishes. Oh yeah, yeah. The Italians do the seven fishes because I think it stems from you know, Jesus with a basket with seven fish and then fed the multitudes. So somehow we're getting into religion now too, but. <laughs> so I really just want to know about these fish. <laughs> yeah, seven fish. In so the are, are they seven different types of fish or is it one fish cooked seven different ways? Seven different ways, seven different fish. Yes, seven absolutely. Seven different fish cooked seven different ways. Pretty much. Well, no, you can have multiples. Like if we make the big pot of the, um, of the seafood sauce, and we'll have clams and galamai and shrimp and uh, that kind of thing in the pot of red sauce. All right. You know, be, uh, that kind of a thing. Let's walk me through fish number one. What are, what are we doing with fish number one? Fish number one. <laughs> so you're actually taking notes yeah. on this. Fish number one is clams. Clams. All right. So it's really it's, more it's of... It's not a fish, but it's a seafood, I guess. Really, it's really more of the seven <laughs> seafoods. <laughs> we, do the, we do the clams oregano. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm making my fish list. So, all right, fish number two. 
<laughs> we'll, we'll go with the calamari. The calamari. calamari all right. Sauce. How are we doing calamari? Are we frying it? What are we doing? We, no, we no. usually put it in the sauce. Well. We simmer it in the tomato sauce with um, shrimp, along with shrimp, and maybe some lobster meat in there. Okay. All right. Like a big, what you call the super This is dipesh, way better like than just having seven different fish. This is way better. All right. What? Are... <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we do, uh, like I said, the, so we've got the clams, the calamai, the shrimp in the sauce, the lobster. Uh, what else would go in that sauce? That might be that. Then we do like a fried fillet sole. Sole. five. Got some sole. Brazino? Yeah, fried fillets of sole. Then we do the king crab legs. All right. That's six. That's six. And now seven. Seven Brazino. is super. Uh, seven is really weird. Seven is the salt cod. Okay. I was looking. Is, there we go. Have you ever seen it in, yeah, the, in yeah. the fish markets? Uh, Looks I, like a big plank of salty nothing. And oh, you, you get soak it. it you get it already salted? Well, it's you have to reconstitute it at, at around the holidays. If you go into a fish market, you'll see these look like big planks of cardboard, stiff as a board, salted, oh. well, salted, and that's salt cod. It's basically just dried fish, then like- dried fish, the dry fish. So now you have to soak it for days to get the salt out. And bring it back to life. They change that water, and and it's just it's a it's it's an old school thing. <laughs> Not a lot of people don't want it, but my mother did it, and my grandma, my mother in law used to love it too. And that, so once you get all the salt out, you soak it day after day um, in ice water, throw out the water, and then you simmer it like with some olive oil and maybe a little. A little water, clam juice, you make like a little simmer. And then you make a salad with it. And uh, believe it or not, it's called, um, what what it's actually called. I don't know if you get people who, um, it's salt cod, but bacala, bacala, that's what it is. Bacala salad. And your daughter made all that this year? Well, she, um, no, she didn't do the bacala because that's a pain in the ass. Um, (laughs) So I think we had five five or six. She she might have been short for, one. for her first one, she did good. <laughs> yeah, she did awesome. So a bacala salad, potatoes and celery and olives. It's it's quite a delicacy and it's quite a job. So I mean, that, that all sounds like work. That's all work. It all, yeah. It's all work. Yeah. Thanks, Grandma. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and... Um, so a lot of good, a lot of good food in my life. Very nice, and uh, and a lot of good rock and roll. I've always my first concert was the Doors. Your first concert was the Doors. Yeah, that's how old I am. Congratulations! <laughs> that's how, how old it? I am. But I was young. I was like eleven, but that still makes me old. And um, I ended up going because my brother was going. My older brother was going with some friends and his girlfriend. And the one friend, the, the, his friend who I had a crush on, his girlfriend was sick and couldn't go. So my brother dragged me with him. It was like, oh, my God, at the Felt Forum in Madison Square Garden. I saw the doors at like 11 years old and getting high with my brother, who he didn't think I really even was already doing that, but I was. And uh, that was that was started me on a life of concert going. That's all I did through high school was go to concerts. Yeah, I mean, after yeah, yeah, I mean, you had the perfect era for it. I my first concert was Pearl Jam, I think. Ah, uh, and I was like, 14. that's a good one. It was the second album. It wasn't even ten. It was reverses, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, but a funner story is my father at a Rolling Stones concert. That my my I'm going to tell you the story that uh, they used to tell me is that they went to this Rolling Stones concert. And somehow my dad's tripping his balls off, manages to like get under the stage and then backstage and they catch him and they throw him out of the concert. And somehow he gets back in, back under the stage and then back backstage (laughs) and they catch him again. And this time they like, this time they arrested him 
and went and put him in a holding cell. But he used to say that he swore to God, like they put him in this, but he was there. He was still listening to the concert the whole time, sitting in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sitting in that cell. He's like, I, they took me away, but I was still there. <laughs> but those were the days when you were able to get close enough to do that. Now they've got like armed guards. Like you can't even, you could lucky if you could stand up out of your seat yeah. anymore. It's very like, strict now. And I was like, I have no like, idea how he did it. He just kept ending up under the yeah. stage. He just, just and then he was up on the stage in the back. And he was like, oh, and then the wow. guards were grabbing him. <laughs> He's like, and then they took him away the second time. And I just didn't know what happened to him. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Eventually called us like the next get- day. I have a, I got myself a ticket for the second row uh, uh, for Elton John's farewell concert at the Garden. It's been postponed for two years. We we'll see. It's supposed to be February twenty second. We'll see if it happens. Fingers you crossed. Know? Yeah, we'll see. Um, and uh, and one what? of the best concerts I ever went to, and this was a testament to back in the day what you were able to do. Sly and the Family Stone at the mm-hmm. Garden. What a concert, because it was kind of after Woodstock, the movie Woodstock, you know, I didn't go to Woodstock, but I saw the movie at a drive-in, and you pretended you were there, and, you know. <laughs> oh, really? That was the thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, bet just the, I bet just the drive-ins were huge parties then. I never heard that before. Oh, I've yeah. I've never been told, like, the drive-in stories of the Woodstock movie. Yeah, it was. I remember seeing it in a drive-in. In and being sitting like up on the roof of the car and just um, pretending you were there. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was drive-ins were great. I love drive-ins. Yeah, it's just a huge party I, in the know. parking lot. They're starting lot, to eh? do that more now out here in the suburbs anyway in Long Island. What are they doing the They're car? They're starting to do the drive-ins. Are they doing the, uh, with the, the, you have, like, the window thing still? Or like, is it like a Bluetooth somehow to like your car? It's a Bluetooth thing now, yeah, yeah. You ever see that thing on Facebook, if you know what this is, you're old, and it's the speaker? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man, I, I, remember, I remember the speaker when I was a kid, and then I, I remember it switching to it. They've transmitted over, like, an AM radio station. So, yeah. So then you could just tune in to the movie, and then right. drive-ins pretty much died after that. And then, Yes. I don't yeah, know Bluetooth. why. It was it was so fun. I used to go all the time down the Jersey shore and yeah. I grew up in New Jersey and, um, but my, one of my best concerts, one of my favorite was Sly and the Family Stone. And when they did, I want to take you higher and all that. There literally was a conga line with, and I don't know if they even had, some people had toilet paper going around the aisles through the whole, even out into like where the concession stands are. We did conga lines around the entire Madison Square Garden. You could never do that today. Again, never. And boy, oh boy, was that fun. That around was the, really around, around the seats or down in the field? Out of our seats. Out of our seats. Conga lining through the whole place, dancing with just strangers. Every It was like, I don't know, rows and rows of people That's up doing that. Like the greatest I'll wave never ever. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, like the greatest wave ever, <laughs> but a conga line. It was, yeah. And even then, I thought to myself, "Wow, this is pretty special that they're letting us do this." <laughs> you know, so it's even back then. Oh man! And um, what killed yes. the drive-in? I can't. Where, what? Like what killed the drive-in? I'm just like. Well, that's a good question. Probably uh, videos. Video. Maybe videos. Yeah. Blockbuster. Did Blockbuster video kill the drive? <laughs> I don't know, because people still went to the movie theater and, like, you you know, yeah. going to even in the 90s, because that's when it kind of faded away, uh, was in the 90s. And, like, you know, I remember the 90s, like, if there was drive ins, I'm sure we would have gone to them, right? Because you can, yeah. you could, you could drink in the car, you can, you know, you can smoke in the car. You can't smoke in theaters, so like. Right, right. Well, I. That's how old I am. They used we used to smoke well, in theaters. You used to be able to smoke in theaters. I mean, shit, I think I even remember when you could smoke in theaters. Yeah, which I never liked because you. It really was kind of claustrophobic. Oh, I mean, you, you could smoke everywhere. You smoking in birthing room like back in the fifties. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember smoking on airplanes. And you went to the back of the plane. And that yeah. didn't bother anybody. Smoking or non. 
Smoking or non, because this isn't going to drift anywhere. (laughs) Smoking or non. Everywhere. Smoking or non. Right, right. I mean, all those things are better. There's a lot of things that I miss and were kind of better then. But some things like that are better now. It's better that we don't smoke on airplanes or in movie theaters. I mean, I even voted. I smoked at the time. But when they passed the to ban cigarettes inside bars and stuff, I like I voted for banning it. Cause, for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I know. Um, I'd rather go outside and smoke anyway. This is disgusting. Like, I, oh, or people just drive around with their car windows up smoking. Like, remember that? Yeah. They leave the windows yes, yeah. up. Or mothers with kids in the car in the back seat like you know and then there's always the old italian ladies with the thing hanging out of their mouth and they're stirring the pot of sauce you know naughty be careful there don't drop that in the, in the sauce i'm pretty yeah. sure that was like those were scenes directly out of that diner show um oh, yeah. oh the diner oh come on help me the old oh the one um, the old diner show like early seventies or late sixties yeah yeah but, yeah uh, her name the, guy, the waitress with the little push up and the yeah um, yeah yeah that was from a movie it was from the movie wasn't it a wasn't it a spin off from the movie it might have been There's something diner Ellen Burstyn's movie something oh, it's it gonna drive dry. me nuts somebody comment the answer to this <laughs> oh man. I remember um, Bacala. Flow? No. Yeah, well, Flow was the spinoff, I think, from that. Flow was the waitress. Yeah, okay. All right. And then, uh, yeah. But the cook, the old and dude the, the old dude in the back, all greasy, you know, like he. With the hat, with, with the, the hat, weird hat. Yeah, cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was a spinoff from the movie Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Really? With Ellen Burstyn. She worked in a diner. And then Chris Christopherson Alice's, came Was it in. called, was the show called Alice's Alice, Diner? Alice. Alice. It was just called Alice. Alice. There yeah. you go. We did yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, all that, all that smoking, all that getting high back in the day didn't really burn that as many brain cells as I thought. <laughs> good show. Oh, good show. Gosh. Probably streaming on 2B TV. <laughs> P.S. While you're there, go watch my show. Uh <laughs> anyway what's in that vape you're smoking oh just it, it needs to be zero nicotine but it still has nicotine one thing i do not like and i don't nearly indulge like i used to or anything but i really don't care for edibles you know mm-hmm. i don't you. really care for edibles at all I I've tried I was it. Never and a I big don't really. eater of them, but I do find that it's more like medicine that way. Like you know, you just like yeah. pain or like anxiety or anything like that. Like it's like a Xanax. You know, you eat a brownie right. in the morning and like you know takes your anxiety away, as opposed to just being like you know just lasts longer. It's like taking a pill. You know, it's like it's like yeah, take, it's, it's just like, gonna take like I guess I have that mindset that whenever I would want to get high. You'd, you'd, roll, you'd have a joint and you'd get high and you're high. Yeah. Like, one day. <laughs> oh, this is great. No, great. Instantaneous. Great. Hour and later. Someone gave so me hot. some chocolate. Someone gave me some chocolate. I ate. And they said to eat two and I only ate one. Because just to be sure. And like nothing happened. It's like, okay, we're an hour and a half in. Nothing happened yet. I ate the other square. I got so sick and so high. It was not pleasant. Like two hours later? Two hours later and not really feeling great. And, you know, to me, that's the fun of getting high. (laughs) Instantaneous gratification. (laughs) That's that's, that's the part of it. I didn't know I was planning for three hours from now. <laughs> yeah, but that all you know. know yeah, about edibles though, right? Have you watched that food show where everything they cook with is edibles? Yeah, at the uh, they have the they have the kitchen with like the crazy cabinet, and it just has like everything you could ever imagine with like all kinds of different infused like oils yeah, and flavors. Yeah, and, like, yeah that yeah. scares me. I don't know. That scares me. I'm taking. That I'm taking. It's cool, but it scares me. I'm taking my mom to either Colorado or to um, Illinois for season uh, four of my show, 
And so we're either going to go to Colorado and hang out with her friends there, or we're going to do a family thing because I'll pick her up in Ohio and we'll go through Michigan and then up to Illinois and see different family members and stay with them on the way and go to restaurants in those areas on the way to Illinois. And then when we get to Illinois because you can't actually have a weed restaurant, right? So they have to be personal chefs. So I'm just going to have uh, the weed chef come to the Airbnb and make us ah. make us food. Oh, that's cool. Wow. Wow. And your mom is going to enjoy that. Oh, yeah. She's very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, told her I, I told her I might want to change it to, to going across Michigan and up to Illinois. And she was, she's, she's a little disappointed that it might not be Colorado. But uh, Yeah, like, yeah. Where are you located? I'm in, Where are you I'm in Savannah, Georgia. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Southern food. Love, got, love, love. We got love a lot Southern. of it. Yeah. Interesting, too, because I've always felt that Southern food and sort of Italian food are similar in a certain regard that we both love fried. <coughs> fried. No noodles, and we both though. Love no, our greens. no noodles here, though. No noodles, but we also love our bread and our carbs. I love a good biscuit. Oh, my God. In fact, in my cookbook, I do a um, – uh, what bomb is it? Uh, oh, I do like the Mornay, just the uh, white sauce bomb, so to speak. Yeah, I had to make a white sauce. Right. And I, I do a, so- a biscuit and sausage thing. Oh, I love this. sausage and biscuits <gasps> is my downfall. Sausage gravy, sausage, sausage gravy, gravy and biscuits. biscuits. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. I love southern food. I truly do. Yeah. Uh, give me a good fried chicken. I love that. Love, I, love, I love. order if if there's sausage gravy and biscuits on the menu. I order it every time. I bet. Uh, so I've me had too. lots of different sausage gravy. And you want to know the sad, sad truth of what my favorite sausage gravy is? It's, um, it's Jones. Mac- it's McDonald's. A McDonald's. McDonald's. Do they make one? They make that. Sausage gravy biscuits, yes, yeah, and it's fucking fantastic. Is it? <laughs> it really, I've eaten it since I was a kid, right? I remember skipping school in high school, and like we'd go get sausage gravy and biscuits at McDonald's. So it yeah. might be that I just have this permanent like attachment right. to it, but it is—it's spicy. It's—it is literally one of the best sausage gravies. How do you like that? Yeah, it hits all the notes. It's, uh-huh. all, it's all the notes. It's spot on. Nothing. I mean, everything else at McDonald's can go to help, but like. That gravy and biscuit, man. And they don't sell yeah. it anywhere. You can't buy it in the store. It's weird. McDonald's doesn't sell like any of it. And it's like the one thing. I'm like, I wish I could buy it that. Great. That would be a hit, too. <laughs> but now, I don't know if they do it in the Northeast. Maybe oh. it's a southern McDonald's. No, they, I mean, I got. I was in Ohio when I grew up, and we always had it oh, there. all right. They got it. If you, if you, I'm not saying go to McDonald's, but perchance. Yeah, I know, but I don't um, have one nearby. I really have. I used to love Big Macs. Oh, it's trash. It's so disgusting. Now, if you go have one for fun and just be like, why did I ever like this? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we, I don't know where I live. I do like a Whopper though. I'm not going to lie. They don't, where I am, they don't let you have like fast food places really. Like all local. That's That's good though. It's good. Yeah, it's good. But you know what? I I go like way out of my way when I feel like some Kentucky fried chicken. It's like I go way out of my way to go get it. My it's, wife my wife loves Chick-fil-A. That's her. I don't like oh, it. Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. You know, I had Chick-fil-A for the first time in Tennessee. And I thought it was a little overrated. I don't know. It was good, but yeah. it was a little bland and yeah. dry. Yeah. I don't know. The fries I, are floppy now. No. Yeah, yeah. They do the have they, lovely. Oh, they're the, the best service, service you'll ever have. <laughs> was lovely, but my friend was raving about it. I says, I don't know. Give me a good greasy Kentucky fried. Oh, actually, Popeyes. Popeyes is really good. Popeyes. I. You know how I discovered Popeyes? Only a few years ago. I mean, I've heard of it, but I, I just never really went there. I hadn't had it either until like three or four years ago. Mm, yep. Maybe we had it on the same day. Maybe we did. <laughs> <laughs> my mother-in-law was in a, my mother-in-law, rest her soul, was in a nursing home, a rehab center, uh, in an area where to get there, there was a Popeye's and you'd go and visit and you'd hang out and whatever. And then it's like, all right, mom, I'm just going to leave for a little while, go get lunch and I'll come back. And I said, oh, there's my chance to try Popeye's because there's no Popeye's. <laughs> <near me." laughs> 
Wow. It yeah, was it's, awesome. It is. I wish it I is lived really good. It was awesome. Yeah. I prefer KFC's biscuit and honey. Right. The chicken is so much better at Popeye's. Chicken is so much better. And the mashed I, potatoes I, are actually a little bit better. But I do love the KFC gravy, fake, fake ass, fuck flavored potatoes. I just, I don't know. They're good. Yeah. It's awful, yeah. but it's so good. <laughs> yeah. I make a mean, um, talking about potatoes, with the rosemary flavor bomb, uh, which is fresh rosemary, garlic, lemon juice, and lemon zest, and, and pinoli nuts, pinoli and olive nuts. oil. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, oh, man, you want to rub that paste, because it's like a chunky paste. You want to rub that on a rack of lamb or I make rosemary potatoes. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I buy the frozen store brand potatoes, not seasoned or not flavored. I buy the steak fries. I cut them. I let them defrost just enough. I either use a scissor. I cut them, toss them with olive oil and start browning them in the oven. And then I slather on the flavor bomb mixed with some olive oil Mm-hmm. And lots of salt and pepper, and what you want to put them in a little bag and just eat them. Really good. <laughs> my son loves them. I love potatoes. Who doesn't love, love potatoes? potatoes? That's like, why I love Southern food too. Yeah. My wife's favorite thing is just potatoes or grilled cheese. Potatoes, grilled cheese, hamburger. Oh, good grilled cheese. Potatoes. I make a mean. I like. I make grilled cheese with turkey and tomato, or. Um, my husband likes it with the tomato on it. I love it. Your brother, does she butter both sides of the bread? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I make them for her. She doesn't. You make them, Gina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to butter both you know sides. No, I use sometimes. Sometimes I cheat and uh, just use a toaster oven because I'm lazy. But I use a toaster oven. Sometimes I'm lazy. I, and just, I just use fry a toaster oven. Because I mean, if I'm going to have traditionally, cheese. I will. But if I'm just, she's just like, make me a yeah, I'm, like, I'm not going to. I'm just uh, toast it. And yeah, it's done. I know what you mean. Sometimes <laughs> I'll just make an English muffin and throw some cheese and butter on it and pop it in the toaster oven. Yeah, yeah. I tried the air and fryer. I, not, 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 not the best idea. <laughs> you have an air fryer, huh? I got an Ninja. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how to use that thing. I, I don't have one, but my son does at his house, and I don't know how to use it. It's super convenient. I, I, it's ridiculously convenient because you can just – we have the griller one too. Um, I don't really yeah. use it to grill often. And it's not good for frying battered stuff, right? But just for like right. frozen French fries or onion rings or warming yeah. up leftover food that you wouldn't normally eat ever because it's just going to be right. soggy and gross, like air fry yeah. it. It's, oh, these French fries are real French fries again. Like uh, it can bring okay. food back to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlike, you know, a microwave or a, even in the oven. It's really just a super convection oven. That's all it is. It's just super convecting, right? So... Right, right. Which I just ordered, and, it, and with the supply chain issues, it's not coming until March. And I ordered it last March. This is what they call—I think they use them in restaurants. It's been around though—a um, speed oven, which is a combination microwave, convection, air fryer, all this stuff. Um, yeah. So once I get my hands on that, I'll see what that can do. Um, <laughs> but it does that idea of what you're saying, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love, you know, give me, give me a cast iron pot pan and some oil and duck fat. Do you duck ever cook fat. with duck fat? No, but I do cast iron almost everything. Do you, do you make duck first and save the fat or do you? No, I buy it. I buy it online. Ah. I buy a big tub of it and then break it down and keep it in the freezer. And wow, just just when you melt it down in the pan alone, the aroma real makes a mean grilled cheese, <laughs> and you get a crispness, and it just adds a flavor, and there's less cholesterol than butter. Yeah, apparently it says I buy it from like Maple Leaf Farms, you know the turkey people. Yeah, yeah on yeah. their website. Uh huh. Huh. Just <clears throat> yes. Less less fat. Less fat than olive oil. Okay. No. Well, no, it's an animal fat, so it's a little different, but it's closer to olive oil than, say, um, you know, first of all, lard or uh, butter. Bacon fat. Well, bacon fat. I save the fat of that all the time. I save that. I used to, and then I just had so much of it. What? I have bacon fat bombs. Bacon fat bombs. 
Yeah. Okay. You can do flavor bombs. A flavor bomb is anything that you cook and you put in an ice cube tray when it's cool enough and freeze it and bag it. And there's your little bomb. A flavor. It's just, boom, it's my maple bacon fat bomb. <laughs> and it's, that kind of thing, yeah. Did you ever? Yeah. Did you ever think yeah. of? Did you ever think of uh, like canning it or like putting it in like a, like a like a balloon kind of packaging? Would it work? You know, I thought of that because what is there that's like that that it dissipates and opens up? I did, but it's such an expensive process. Or not? Or, it's not or, a, just, or just so that it was sealed, so it wouldn't have to be frozen. Well, the uh, what my my chef at my co-packing plant when we were thinking of trying to go shelf stable because it was so difficult in the frozen area, all he has to do all you have to do is add citric acid, oh. which is not a bad thing apparently. because oh. uh, it was it was a beautiful <laughs> product. It was a clean product. Whenever I tried to you know any sales meetings I went to, they were like, "This is a clean product. It's olive oil." Blah 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 blah. Um, but a little citric acid makes it shelf stable. So we were thinking of doing that and you never know what could happen again. But, um, but no matter what, we can get your cookbook and make, and make, well, bombs. That's, I'll tell you, you don't need my flavor bombs. You make your own. That's and right. you know what the beauty of the idea of my cookbook, what I like about it is that nothing has to be exactly followed. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of, I love cooking. That's why cooking versus baking is so great. You don't have to be so precise. You know, you want more or less and you don't have this. You don't like pinolis or you're allergic to them. doesn't matter. So, you know what I mean? Like Substitute out. It's your flavor bomb. Make it your, the bomb you want. You made it right. Flavor <laughs> the bomb, that bomb, the way you want. Exactly. exactly. So it's, but the concept of it is a, is a cool idea that, um, like sometimes, uh, you know, you might make a, a, a you might make a chicken franchise or chicken marsala, or you're making a sauce of something, and you're like, wow, this sauce was really good this time, or even if it's not, or whatever you do. And I always save a little of it hmm. and put it a little, no matter what it is I make, I save a little, especially if it's freshly made and you have it to add like, you know what, I'm going to make chicken again next week. It may not be marsala, but even if I'm just going to bake it in an oven, a little of this on there, it's going to give it a little kick and you'll find you use less salt, less like dried crappy because you're just adding flavor salty because Real you flavor. your freezer and have what well, you have got a little of this i got a little maple bacon fat i got a little marsala sauce let's see what those do together and spread that on that and stick it in a pan and there are times when i literally do my little prep thing of all little containers from the oven boop, 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 boop. i'm not starting with fresh onion and garlic I'm not sure. Like it's all already it's there. Already there. That's the idea. It's just it's it's simplifying a lot of the prep, right? Like instead of having to exactly. slow cook your I onions mean, and your, your carrots it. all over again, I already have all that flavor in this bomb. Right. Like like a like a like exactly. basically that's the idea. Your own homemade it's bouillon. Like it's like your your freezer becomes your little laboratory of I've got this and this and this and this and this. And well, that's how it started. The idea of trying to make a product is when I would cook every night um, and my kids were young. So I was cooking for five every night. And I said, you know what? Instead of every night pulling out the onion and garlic, mm -hmm. let me saute like five onions and five two heads of garlic. of garlic and freeze it. And that's how that started. And because you're still cooking and, you know, like I never liked the concept of take your Sunday and cook for the whole week. Right. Like, no, yeah. Sunday's my day of rest. You ever see that? That's <laughs> like a, that's a tip that a lot of people give. Uh -huh. Like take a day and cook all day. Mm. Um, no, I don't want to do that. It's not a holiday. <laughs> it's Sunday. But what I will do is if I'm going to pull out and make a pot of sauce and fry a couple of onions, 
let me fry four of them and then freeze it. And I've got it for next week or for two or three weeks yeah. type of thing. And so less that's chopping, less, less work just all around in your day to day in your day to day cooking. It really is. It really, really is. And it's easy if you make whether you're using, even if it's, I love the um, packaged brown gravy mixes and all that sometimes, or the, there's a lot of stuff out there that makes it easy for you. Even that in the supermarkets mm-hmm. now, you can get the whole container of carrot, celery, onion. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, but even if you're one person or two people and you're like, oh, I bought this, but I don't need that much. Yes, you do. Throw it in the frying pan. Put some butter in it. Make the whole thing and now freeze it. I it's save important. I save all my pasta jars. Like all the jars. My wife hates me. <laughs> She's like, why are you keeping all the jars? I'm like, I don't honestly know why. But now I do. Now you know. You could save, yeah, you uh, freeze the jars, save them right? and throw stuff in it that you made, um, whether it's a soup. I mean, when I make a pot of soup, there is no way that I am not going to freeze some containers of that broth or that stock um, and have it to throw in something. Yeah, sometimes you just need to moisten something up or you just need to. And instead of adding water. Salt, you know, yeah. And then. You know what I love? A, a great ingredient. I'm sure you've spoken to many chefs about it, but I love miso. Everybody loves miso. miso. to cook with. No? Yeah, miso no, everybody paste. loves miso. Yeah. Everybody yeah. loves miso. They don't even and know. I like, my wife it. would say that she hates it, but it's secretly in, like, so much stuff that she doesn't even know. <laughs> it's, a, it's like the alternative to uh, tomato paste. Even tomato paste. If I buy a thing of tomato paste, and I'm only going to use a scoop of it, I put a couple of scoops, just even on some wax paper, two little dollops. And then when it's frozen, put it in a little bag and keep it in the freezer. Because sometimes you just need... A little bit. And you can't buy just a little bit. And you're not just going to keep it in the can. And you're you're probably not going to even... Most people, I wouldn't. If I'm just going to use half a little can of tomato, I'm just going to throw the rest of it away. You know, I... Yeah, don't do... No, no. It's too precious. Yeah, it's too precious a commodity um, to even do that. Waste so, and not, then what not, people. <laughs> no, it's just, it's a great, anytime you open up a can of anything like that, uh, you know, just throw, I keep, and now I love the ice cube trays. I have different ice cube trays, but even just eight cartons. Um, and it actually surprises me that so many of the organic eggs come in this double plastic thing with the little oh, things yeah I, yeah what is that I, what's up with that i don't You're, know like you know but i use them i use them for flavor bombs you just freeze it in those in the plastic egg container you freeze huh? it in those and then you pop them out sometimes you have to like put it over a little running hot water on on the underside right. and they pop right out and put them in a ziploc bag and i reuse those ziploc bags i very i i like to try to you know I really don't like to make a lot of waste. I compost. That's a good thing. You know, you try to do your share. Bravo, darling. Bravo. <laughs> I'll take a back. <laughs> You've taught me lots of fun little tricks today. And- a lot of, you know what? It, I've been a homemaker for many years. Um, and I took to it. You know, not everybody does, but it really just seems to be something I really enjoy doing. And, um, you know, versus like, I mean, I'm not a Martha Stewart. I don't have a glue gun. I don't like care about that <laughs> stuff so much, you know, arts and crafts. But, you know, I like to really, uh, I, I feel like fun. I probably was like an old Southern woman or an old Italian woman who was out there. Mm-hmm. I like the, I like the labor of homemaking, oh. I guess. It's, I, it's homey. Uh, it makes you feel, make, makes, yeah. makes your soul feel warm. Especially if you get a little buzz on and you put some music on. It's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know. my, that's my, my wife, uh, she doesn't smoke, but she, she likes her Michelob Ultra. And her, she'll, she'll drink her Michelob Ultra and she just cleans the house. That's what she does. <laughs> I'm like, why don't you come hang out? And she's like, uh-uh. I'm not doing my thing. She's got her headphones on. She's got her beer. Yeah. And she's just There you go. It. Yeah. I love doing it. That's what she wants to do. (laughs) There's times I say to myself that, you know what? If everything just, um, if I had to, 
I would be a great cleaning lady. <laughs> I would be like, we Luckily, all have, have those to. skills. And I really think service, service people are, will never go out of style and will always be needed. And I think if you're in a, sir, if you have to be a service person, you know, sometimes it could be the most basic thing. I mean, there's a lot of people, uh, you know, making livings on helping people organize their drawers, you know, like, um, <laughs> right. You like, know what I'm saying? It's, uh, there's books on it. There's all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's good. It's good to know. It's good to know how to, you know, the robot uh, can't teach boring. you how to declutter. The, how to declutter. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. How to declutter. There's books and books on that, man. And um, I love decluttering. If you ask my husband, if he, I don't know where he is right now, but if he came in, he'd say, all my wife does is organize, organize, organize. But I enjoy that, you know? You can come hang out you in my office. Around. You can come hang out in my office for an afternoon. <laughs> it's a I, was, I, I love doing that stuff. Michael, we're talking about organizing. He just walked in. <laughs> Hi, Michael. Organizing. <laughs> It's a big part of life. I, I had read, I've read somewhere that one of the first things they tell you to do, I guess if you're a good shrink, if you're depressed and you go to a shrink or something, um, and I'm, I'm not belittling that in any way, psychiatrist, psychologist, a, a, a life coach, is to make your bed. One of the first things to do to lift your spirits, let's say, is to make your bed. Because then when you glance at that room or go upstairs or whatever, it's, it's like, organized. oh, look how lovely that looks. Instead of a messed up thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I love, I don't enjoy making the bed really that much, but I love the reward of it. It does after. always look nice. <clears throat> it looks nice. I'm, and, I'm the and, type of person like, why are you making the bed? We're just going to mess it up again in eight hours. <laughs> and, it, and it looks nice for you you're not doing it for, if it's like a tuesday afternoon and no one's coming over to show the house to right it you, looks you're doing it for yourself to make the room look nice i think and believe me i think we lost ahead, a lot sorry. of that like you know because it, that used to be a big thing like making your corners right the tight corners you know like you know right army corners corners. yeah like that was like you had to you had that was drilled into an entire generation right like make your bed make it good right every morning and yeah that's gone (laughs) gone right like but that's the kind of thing you can bring back in a heartbeat if you want hmm. you know it's not like i don't know it's I think it's a nice thing. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna need, we're gonna need some sort of uh, pandemic that requires bed making because we finally got people washing their hands again. We can get them making uh, their beds. To make their beds. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're all spraying alcohol on it these days and whatever else we can. But and believe me, I got rid of all the all the throw pillows years ago. You know, I don't need throw pillows. That's a pain in the neck. People who've got like 12 pillows on their bed. No, I just want it neat and made. I don't need all those pillows. <laughs> but it lends into the homemaking thing, you know. And uh, But I have read that, that they say that that's something that can lift your spirits. Organizing and um, even decluttering, you know, even just cleaning out your wallet, cleaning out your purse. So it's not just yeah, a crazy, yeah. crazy mess can keep you more focused for the day. Yeah, yeah. Little things, yeah. little things like like flavor bombs. Like flavor bombs, exactly. Organize your sauces. <laughs> organize, organize your leftovers into flavor bombs. Indeed. Oh, <laughs> uh, Gio, thank you so much for hanging out with me. This has been really a lot of fun. I'd love to come back again if you uh, invite me. A lot of fun talking to I you. I would love to hang out with you again. And uh, if you're ever in Savannah, look me up and. If I'm ever in Rhode Island, yeah. yep. uh, I will because we might be driving down to Florida next time if, if we've got to be vaxxed to get on a plane. Yeah, That's right. why I keep your fingers crossed that Elton says we don't have to be vaxxed because I'm not and I want to go to I want to go see him, but you know. Uh, we'll you still I don't think you have to right now, so go while you can. Yeah, Unless, are you trying to leave not. the country? If you're leaving the country, you do. But 
No, not leaving the country. No, just pl- Madison Square Garden in New York. New York, you have to be vaxxed to do you're, anything. Right, you got to go drive over to Jersey and fly out from Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that. Just fly out from <laughs> Jersey, it's fine. Uh, all right, if you need an awesome book to make some flavor bombs from, you have to go get uh, Gio's cookbook, Cooking with Flavor Bombs. Uh, where can you get the book? It's like five bucks on Amazon. It's like five bucks on Amazon. Five dollars on Amazon. Go get it. Yep. Uh, check out our website, Sex Good deal. Uh, Food Rock and Roll. That's an and, full spelled and, Sex Food Rock and Roll dot com. And uh, yeah, check it all out. Awesome. <laughs> uh, you want any other shout outs? Where else can people follow you? Instagram or anything? <clears throat> Could you hear me? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you that time. Uh, do you have any other places we should go follow you at? Facebook, Instagram? Well, flavorbombs.net. Flavorbombs.net. A lot of good cooking videos. I'm not selling Flavor Bombs anymore, but just some good videos and good ideas on there. And you can get the cookbook for $5 and make your own Flavor Bombs. Save the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, darling. Well, have, uh, have a wonderful evening. Tell your husband I said hello again. And, uh, I will. I look forward to thank seeing you Thank you so soon. much. I enjoy your show. I've been watching your show, and I really enjoy it. Oh, thank you, you so guy. much. I love you. Very man. entertaining. <laughs> awesome. Ciao, Bella.